What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Hostile Q&A. And we have about 60 questions here, and I'm going to try and get through as many of them as I can in uh, about an hour. So we're going to get to work. Uh, a couple notes before we start. I want to thank everybody for their pre-orders. Uh, the pre-order time is coming to an end because next week we start shipping. So I'm actually really excited about that, that we're going to have product on the shelves and all of you can order and reorder. And um, the thing I'm most excited about, and I hope a lot of you guys will do this, is I'm really excited to see some of your testimonials, either send them to me in a DM or making posts on your own Instagram about how you feel about the product. Does it taste good? Does it feel good? Did you have a good workout? Did you not have a good workout? So that's kind of one of the things I'm most excited about because I know I love it. I know the people I've given it to around here and some of my friends and stuff love it, but I'm really excited to see what the average person's feedback is. So when you guys get your products and um, you try them out, you work out, you have a crazy workout, uh, shoot me back the feedback, man. I want to know whether it's good or bad. Uh, I won't take offense because you know, the only way to get better is to also know the bad things too. So if there's something about the product you don't like, let me know. Now in the works, uh, there is, we're looking at a new flavor. I can't say what it is yet because I'm not exactly sure which one it is. I have an idea. Um, but we're also looking at a new product, another pre-workout. And I know you're going to sound, it's going to sound crazy because there's three pre-workouts now, but the hostility is an all-in-one complete and bloodshot is, um, just a pump product and they're not meant to really stack together. They're meant as separate pre-workouts. But what I want to do is create one to stack with Bloodshot. So we're going to create like a cheaper, I don't want to say cheaper as in it's bad. It's cheaper is it's less ingredients. It's going to be mostly stim because some people just want that energy boost, right? With a little bit of pump ingredients, a little bit of endurance, it won't be as complete as hostility but it will still give you a good workout if you take it by itself, but an even crazier workout if you stack it with bloodshot. So we're going to kind of create an in-between the two that we already have. Um, and that's going to be down the road. Uh, but that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. And then we have some other things in store that we want to get into. But the most important thing is I just want to get everybody to get their product, try it out. So far with the virus, uh, we don't have any hiccups as far as, uh, when product will go out, I've gotten a lot of those emails. So I want to kind of share it with all with you now, whoever's watching that uh, the the supplement orders uh, should be going out on time. Our our clothing manufacturer had a little bit of a hiccup with the, the virus and they had to shut down for a little while. I think those are going to be on time as well too. But if anything, they might, there might be a small hiccup there, but so far everything is supposed to be on time. So I will keep you guys posted if there's any uh, delays or anything because of the pandemic. It's kind of out of our hands that way, but okay. So without further ado, enough chit chat about other things. Let's get to the questions. And the first one comes from Connor Chorus, and he says, coming off a contest prep, how do you gain more muscle and look better for your next show? I'm confused in how you improve your physique without staying in the exact same place all the time, if you know what I mean. Connor, I do know what you mean. And a lot of times people are confused, and especially in the Instagram age, it seems to be more so. because with Instagram came this wave of I need to take pictures all the time because I need to be relevant so I can gain followers. And so I can be popular, which is hundred percent understandable on the marketing side of things, <clears throat> but it, it made people stay lean all the time. 
it, it ushered in this wave of, I have to stay lean. I have to stay looking good. Well, in my opinion and many others opinion, you're either doing one thing or another in bodybuilding. You can't really do two things at once. There's subcategories, but you're either growing muscle or you're losing fat. You, it's hard to do the two at the same time. So with everybody trying to stay lean all the time and they're trying to like lean bulk, uh, I've used the term, other people use the term. I can use the term because I have the base of my muscle. I've already built the foundation over 20 years of training. So I can say I'm lean bulking because I'm not really putting on muscle. I'm just trying to round out my body parts. Now, if I was starting, when I was starting, there's no such thing as a lean bulk. I would take the off season. I would eat as much as I could all the time. And I would gain 30, 40, even 50 pounds. One year I gained 80 pounds over my contest weight. Now, when people say you could just, your people are using the off season as an excuse to get fat. That 80 pound year was the year. I was a really fat fuck. I, I just ate everything in sight and I thought it was the way to do it. And I didn't even eat it from good sources. I was just like, I got to eat everything, period. Whether it was Chef Boyardee or uh, Hungry Man Dinners or whatever it was. And that was not the way to do it. So I just got really fat. Most of the years I put on 40 to 50 pounds. And that was most of my food was clean. Like I, I followed like an 80-20 rule where 80% of my food was bodybuilding food. I had a set diet for the day. It was a good bulking plan, three, four, 5,000 calories. And then if I was still hungry on top or if I wanted something like I wanted a slice of cake or I wanted a burger, or I wanted a pizza or I wanted something, I would add it on top. That's just how I did it for years on end. And every year I would net five to 10 pounds of muscle tissue on stage which five to 10 pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're talking muscle tissue, actual stage weight, 10 pounds is, is actually pretty significant. You'll notice a drastic difference in your physique if you put on 10 pounds a year or five pounds a year. Um, so your question is, you know, how do you build muscle and not stay in that spot? And this, my answer is eat. Don't try and stay lean. I mean, I, I'm not saying go get fat and eat everything in sight. It's like I said, the scenario I gave you, Follow an 80-20 rule, set yourself up with a good bulking diet, you know, 500 calories, 1,000 calories above your maintenance. Make sure you're saturated with food. And then when you want junk, you want fruit, you want, you want to eat an apple, you want to eat a uh, pizza, you want to eat a uh, burger, uh, you know, your family's having dinner and they're having dessert after dinner and you want to have a piece of cake, have that piece of cake. Use your calories though. Eat like an animal train like an animal. It's not, it's not eat like an animal, train like a pussy, because then you're just going to get fat and soft. That your mindset should be train like a fucking animal and eat the food to refuel my body. So when I'm eating, I'm eating so I can go crush it in the gym. We're not eating just to grow. Like it's not, don't think of it like I'm just going to eat and eat and eat and eat. And then my body's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You're eating to fuel your training. So if you're eating 5,000 calories and you're eating a pizza on the weekends and you're eating burgers every other day, you need to be training as hard as you're eating. And then your body won't, your body will grow and develop. Okay. So people always stress, you got to eat big to get big. You got to eat big to get big. And I do, and I've done it and it's true. But the second part of that caveat, that, that, 
thing that people talk about, the second part of that analogy, the second part of that saying is you have to train your ass off to use the food that you're eating to get big. So that's the formula. Okay. Uh, without go going into specifics and actually writing out a diet for you, the reason you're stuck is you're not eating enough and everybody thinks they're eating enough, but they're usually not. I've had many, many people come up to me and say, but I'm eating enough. I eat a ton. And I ask them what they're eating. And it's like, it's either not enough or it's sporadic or they're missing meals or uh, they're taking the weekend off because it's time to party on the weekend. This thing is a 24 hour, seven day a week thing. Okay. Especially if you're a hard gainer, if you're a guy who can't gain weight, this shit is every hour of the day all the time because <clears throat> if you can't gain weight, every time you miss a meal, that scale is going to be lighter the next day. And I've been there because my, I'm not a hard gainer, but I'm not actually an easy gainer. So like maybe in the beginning of my career, it was harder for me to gain weight now, maybe not, but I would, if I took a weekend off, let's say oh, Saturday, my boys are going out, I'm going to go out with them. And then like from eight o'clock until two o'clock in the morning, you don't eat anything. And at two o'clock in the morning, you just eat some McDonald's and you pass out the next day. I've lost three or four pounds, you know? And so the, the, the tips I'm trying, is a long answer, but the tips I'm trying to give you is eat a lot of food, train your ass off. Don't worry about trying to stay lean. Just saturate your body with calories. That's how you move forward. Okay. Uh, Lila Milos says, in your opinion, what is the lowest body fat percentage to stay year round and still build muscle? This kind of goes to the previous answer. Um, I don't worry about it. Okay. I, I don't worry about staying lean. There's obviously a threshold where I'm like, okay, you're getting too fat. Like for me, if I see myself like at 15% body fat, I'm like, okay, holy shit. That's at, at 290 pounds. If 15% of me or 270 pounds, if 15% of me is fat. Okay. I got to kind of clean it up a little bit. Don't, you know, reduce some of the cheat meals a little bit. But if I'm between 10 and 15, I don't really give a shit. It's not pretty. There's a small outline of my abs, a small outline of each muscle, but I'm not shredded or lean by any means. I wouldn't do a photo shoot. And um, you can't. You can't just – I really want people to stop worrying about being lean and gaining muscle. It's so hard to stay lean and eat enough calories. Look – it's all about degrees of how fast you want things, right? If, if you want to build the maximum amount of muscle possible, don't worry about getting fat. Just eat, just eat and train really hard and feed your body and feed your body. So it gets the recovery and the nutrients it needs to work off of that training. If you want to put on a little bit of muscle, but you're more concerned with how you look, then yeah, you can stay lean. You can stay lean. You can eat all the right foods. You put on, a, you know, one or two pounds of muscle tissue a year, three, four pounds. That's fine. And I'm not saying it can't be done for everybody. This is never, um, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking in average body terms. I'm not speaking for everybody because you're going to get phenoms that are out there that can eat tons and tons of food and stay lean and grow. And those people are genetically gifted. But for the average people like us, we can't 
it's hard for us to do that. We have to prioritize. Okay, now is my building time. Now is my getting lean time. And if I want to do both together, I'm, I have to know that I'm not going to build as much muscle as I want because I'm not saturating the body with food. I'm staying lean while I do it. So like I said, it can be done. You can get big and stay leaner. But if you're trying to put on a maximum amount of muscle, just don't worry about the body fat percentage. Take a look at your body in the mirror. If you're starting to get tits and you're a guy, or if your ass is like just dimply as fuck because you've gotten too fat or your love handles are really hanging over your belt, you've gone too far. You don't need to eat that much shitty food. It's really hard to eat a lot of clean food. It's not easy. So if you're eating a lot of clean food, you should be pretty full. It's kind of hard to get in like a ton of cheats on top of that. <clears throat> so you have to set up your base calories so that they're your base clean calories, like your base diet should be well above your maintenance, 500, 1,000, 1,500 calories above your maintenance calories. So if your maintenance calories are 2,500, you should be eating like 4,000 calories. At that point, 4,000 calories of clean food should keep you pretty full. So if you want to cheat at that point, you're going to cheat, but you're not going to cheat a ton because you're going to be pretty full from all the clean food you're eating. So it's, it's kind of hard to eat tons and tons of shitty food and get really, really fat because you have a good base diet set up. So that's kind of the key to maintaining a body fat level that's not horrendous is that the bulk of your calories, 80, 90% of them are coming from clean foods, majority of protein. That's kind of how you want to set things up. Pinnacle Mentality says, any chance you're dropping some new apparel in the future? Simple logo tees and long sleeves are a must. Actually, we do have a new shirt coming out. I redesigned the real shit shirt. I'm really excited for it to come out. One of the complaints I got, we used to have a shirt the very first shirt I came out with in, in, in the hostile line was it just said real shit across it and big, big letters. And I loved it. It was just, it represented everything the brand is about and I'm about just no fake shit here. And I got complaints from like mothers that were like, oh, I don't want my son wear, I want to buy the shirt cause my son wants it, but I don't want him wearing around a shirt that says shit on it. So you guys will see the new design is actually pretty cool. It still says real shit, but it's kind of subtle and it's hidden. And I think I actually really, really like it. It's dark and cool looking and uh, I hope you guys will like it too. So that'll be out soon. Um, it should be, should be like the next week or two max. But um, that's one I'm, I'm actually really proud of. And then we're going we're gonna to keep designing. I mean, anybody who's followed the brand, anybody who's followed the hostile brand knows every week, every not week, Usually once a month or once every two months, I pop up with a new design, a new hoodie, something like this, um, and uh, or a new hat. Uh, you know, I have all this stuff kind of just, once I think of an idea, I just set it out. And usually it's once, once a month, once every two months, we come up with something new. So we're always going to be innovating. <coughs> Shit, I got the COVID. Um, I shouldn't joke. I hope you guys are all staying safe. Uh, okay. Malaho, I know I'm pronouncing this wrong. I'm sorry. Malaho213 says, are dumbbells or resistant bands better for these days in quarantine to keep muscle and make new gains? I've said it before, guys. I'll say it again. There isn't anything that's better than anything else. It's a combination. Bodybuilding is not about 
I get this message all the time. What's the best body? Like what's the best exercise? Is it better to use free weights or machines? Blah, blah, blah. Like these, these, this or that questions. Bodybuilding is not a, this or that lifestyle. It's a culmination of all of the things you've learned. So if you have resistance bands and you have dumbbells, use them both. If you have to choose because like say financial reasons or whatever, whatever the reason, if you have to choose one or the other, I personally think you can do more with bands. I, I've got a bunch of band videos on the hostile.com website. You can go there and check out. I did bands for each body part. I think the next one I'm filming is arms. Um, I think you can do more with bands than you can with dumbbells, but if you have both, I would use both. That's kind of my thought process on it. Uh, Shane Anderson, 25 says, I know the whole foods are always a better option, but what are your thoughts on masking or shakes? My thoughts on any food replacement shake is they have their time and place. So like, for example, we're going to come up with a protein, hopefully before the end of the year. I still am not going to recommend people start drinking five shakes a day just because I came up with a protein. I'm not even going to recommend two times a day. What I do recommend is when you can't eat or if you're having trouble meeting your macro needs, that's when supplements help. So some people have trouble eating six meals a day, right? Like if somebody makes a diet for you and says, eat six meals a day and each meal has to have 50 grams of protein in it. So you're eating 300 grams a day, say, right? Just throwing out a number there. It could be less, could be more. A lot of people have trouble eating 300 grams of, of protein a day. So that's where a, a protein shake would come into play. You'd be like, or in this scenario, he's talking about a mass gainer. This is a perfect example, right? So if you're having trouble eating your six meals and you're like, you know what? I, I just really don't feel like eating a whole food meal right now. I feel like sick to my stomach. I'm nauseous. You can't always listen to that voice, but sometimes you can, you know, if it's really like shitty and you know, you're either not throwing up your food, but if it's like making you ill, I think it's good to throw in a shake sometimes to break up the day. Like what I used to do, I'll give you an example. What I used to do back in the day was I would have a shake for breakfast. So my, my morning, it wasn't a meal. I never really did meal uh, replacements. It was more like a protein shake, but I would do a protein shake in the morning for breakfast with a bowl of oatmeal and peanut butter. And that was my breakfast. So, cause I was never really hungry in the morning, but you can't not eat. That just doesn't work that way. Right. So that was my breakfast. I could always get it down. The oatmeal was always enjoyable and the protein shake. You just, I just slam it or I'd mix the two. Right. Then I would get two meals in like two real meals and then I would go work out and then it would be time to come home for fourth meal. Now the fourth meal, I didn't really feel like eating after my workout. So I would have a shake there and then I would finish the night with two more meals. So it would be like shake, two meals, shake, two more meals. And that was my six meals a day. Or another way I used to do it was I used to never like to make a, I, I didn't want to cook at night at like midnight or right? I go to bed around midnight. I would have a shake in the morning cause I didn't want to eat. And I would have a shake at night because I didn't want to cook and at midnight. I would just slam a shake and go to bed. I, I think that's a really good option personally, because it's better for your stomach. It's better for your, your, um, digestive system if you're going to bed with just a, a shake because it's liquid it's already digested it's going to get to your system your body's not going to have a hard time breaking it down while you're trying to sleep etc cetera, etc cetera. so anyway going back to the point is it's okay to have shakes i just feel like 
my recommendation is really two shakes a day is the max. No shakes a day is perfect, but everybody needs a break from eating sometimes. So use that shake where you need it. That's, but I wouldn't go overboard and replace your food for a shake because you're lazy or because it's convenient or because I mean, I would just use it as a, you know what, this time in the day, I don't really like eating whole foods. Perfect. Bang. I'm going to slide a shake in there. Right. Sometimes for most people, it's usually in the morning. They don't like eating or post-workout. They, they don't want to, you know, they're nauseous after their workout. They don't want to eat like a big steak or a lot of people, like I said, at night don't want to cook like, you know, 11 or 12 o'clock at night. They don't want to be cooking food. They just slam a shake and they go to bed. So those are usually the best times, but yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Just don't go overboard with it. Oh, and the last thing on the masking thing, try and find a, a, a good reputable source. I think Evan Senapani's uh, animal meal is probably the best one out right now as far as a meal replacement. Um, as far as a complete protein, uh, John's got a good one out right now. It's a kind of a blend of different proteins. If we do one, it's going to be more of a way isolate. So it'd be something you take post-workout, but um, we're a performance-based company. So we're kind of going to aim at doing performance-based things. And, and I think a way isolate is probably the best for performance and how your body digests things. And a lot of the clinical tests are done on way isolate. So that's where we're going with it. But uh, meal replacement wise, I would check out uh, animal meal from uh, Evan Setapani's protein that he helped formulate. Um, preacher man, Joe says, what is your take on full body workouts? I was, I work a 13 hour shift daily and have only time to work out a little. However, I was told splits will benefit more than a whole body. What is your take on this PS big fan to continue to hustle hard preacher man? I think full body workouts are okay if it's all you can do, but I don't think it's the best way to build muscle. My personal opinion is splitting up your body parts, either doing two body parts in a workout or three max is probably the best idea. So personally, I can't do three. I'm either doing one or two body parts in a workout. So, you know, you could stack, you know, quads and hamstrings on one day. Then the next day you could do chest and shoulders. And the next day you could do back and arms. And those are your three days, right? And then you just take a day off and then repeat that. But I think that's a better way to do it than just doing full body like every other day or something like that. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, Gabero00 says, when, when or do you have a training program we'll be launching? Do you have a diet program as well? Yes, we're working on something. I'm kind of waiting for this uh, coronavirus thing to pass because I don't want to just give people a program and a training thing and they can't even go to the gym and do any of the exercises that are in there. So it's going to have to wait until people can get back to the gym and use the gym and actually do the exercises that are in the videos. Toucan Jin says, when is your training programs going to come out? Just answered that. Kyle XO says, I know it's early, but what's the deal with the UK availability? Um, we're working on it. We ship to the UK right now. So you can go online, you can buy the products and get them shipped right to you. Um, but we're also working on getting a fulfillment center set up in the UK so that we can get shipping done faster and cheaper, but it's all going to be in due time. Look guys, we haven't even shipped our first order yet. <laughs> so a lot of people are asking like, what about the protein and what about the UK and what about the, you know, this product and that product and what about flavors and our, our stuff hasn't even hit the market yet. Like we haven't even 
the, the products that the four products that we have haven't even, we haven't shipped one. So just bear with us. Let us get our feet under us. You know, people are asking for new clothing and new this and new that. And there's still, there's, I, I want people to try the stuff we have and see how great it is. And all of the new innovations will come in time. We just got to, you know, we got to get up on our feet and get things going and, and um, get the feedback on the original products first. David Scope says, can you give me some reasoning behind the mushroom complex in your products and what research interested you in it or experience you've had using it leading up to the launch? David, I love the Pico 2 and the mushroom that is for those of you who don't know the mushroom complex that we used is called Peak O2. It is absolutely amazing. For about four or five months, I tested beta alanine and I had been taking beta alanine for a while. So I had already built up in my system. For those of, those of you who don't know, beta alanine takes at a 3.6 or no, it's a 3.2 gram minimum dose a day, minimum. Most products don't even have 3.2. Most products have like one or two grams. But at 3.2 minimum, up to 6.4, at 3.2 grams a day, you need 179 days before the beta alanine will even do what it says it's supposed to do. So if you have a friend who said, to say, has never taken beta alanine and he took a scoop of a pre-workout that has beta alanine in it and they came back to you and they said, man, I felt like I could work out forever. It was probably from the caffeine or some other ingredient because the beta alanine is not, doesn't work like that. It takes, like I said, 179 days at a 3.2 gram minimum to build up in your system enough for you to get the benefits that they, they always talk about like the endurance and all that. Right. So um, that's the first thing I didn't like. Right. I don't want somebody to take, you know, here to take my product and 200 days from now, you're going to feel the effects. I don't want that, right? The Pico 2, on the other hand, it builds up in your system, but only takes 28 days, 27, 28 days, something like that. 28 days, I think it is. So that's better. So that means if you buy this by the end of the month, you're already at the peak, right? And that's at a two gram dose and we have three. That's at a two gram dose of 28 days. So you have to get to a certain amount at a two gram dose of 28 days is the peak. We have three grams. If you take the hostility and you take the intra, intra workout, which is the intra R3, that's three grams total. So you're going to reach that threshold faster. Anyway, you might reach it in three weeks. So that was the first thing I was like, okay, so by the time someone's done using this bottle or at least into their second bottle, they're getting the full benefit of Pico two, which is the benefits are all greater than the beta alanine on paper. Now, paper doesn't mean much to me. It's, it's important to look at research, but it's more important to feel the difference. Now I tried beta alanine for a couple months. And like I said, I had been taking it before. So I had already built up in my system. When I switched to the Pico two, it was a drastic difference, like drastic. I'm not talking a little bit. I'm talking like boundless energy. I mean, like I just felt like I could do more reps per set. I felt like I could do more sets per exercise. I felt like when I was done my workout, I should have, I could add another exercise if I wanted to. It was very strange, uh, the, the difference in my endurance. And obviously that only goes for like, if you have a good diet and you're eating a lot of carbs and all that. I'm not talking if you're like 
you know, if you're in a severe cal caloric deficit, I'm not saying that's going to work for you. But I was eating a, a really healthy diet. I had a good amount of calories, a good amount of carbs, and I just felt like my workout was extended. My reps and sets and everything were all extended. I was just better. I was just better in the gym. And that is, um, that sold me. That was it. I'm like, you know what? And then actually, to be honest with you, I actually went back and tried to pay beta alanine again for a week. And my workouts were different. I'm like, this is different. It doesn't feel the same. And that, that was it. It sold me at that point. And um, we don't have beta alanine in our pro any of our products. And I don't think, because I, 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 don't, I don't like to put anything out that I don't believe in. I mean, I will, if, if enough people are demanding something, I'll just put it out and say, look, this isn't what I take, but you guys asked for it. So this is for you. But most, like what I really want to do is just put out stuff that I like. And I think even with the, this new pre-workout that we're going to put out, that's like a higher stim and, and less ingredients. I, I'm, you know, that Pico two is probably going to be in there because I feel like it's a really important ingredient. And I, I just don't really believe in beta alanine. Now, unless people demand beta alanine, then, you know, I'll consider it. But as far as I'm concerned, it, it's just an inferior ingredient. So that was my reasoning. It's just real world, real world, real hard training, real testing uh, is the main reason. But there also was some research behind it. But it's the in the gym stuff is that what I really, really count as the important stuff. Shane Anderson, 25, says, you may have touched on this previously, but how did your friendship with Luke start? Uh, me and Luke were both uh, sponsored by a company called Iron Rebel. And uh, we, I believe we met at the Fit Expo in L.A. We were both doing a photo shoot for Iron Rebel. And uh, we kind of just hit it off. Like Luke's, Luke's easy to get along with, man. He's, he's a good dude. He's, he's exactly like what you see is what you get. The shit, the shit you see on the podcast, that's Luke. Uh, and that's me. We're not, neither one of us fake. I'm, I'm sensitive and irritable and he's crazy and fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's just who we are. And, uh, and, and I, I guess it makes a good team and people like to watch us, but, um, yeah, we kind of just hit it off. He's easy to get along with and, and, uh, funny. And so we just, we became friends. It wasn't really that difficult. And then we started doing the pod podcast thing. It was just kind of the rapport we had felt easy. I'm like, it's okay. It's easy to talk to this guy for an hour. So after we did the first one, um, I said, Hey, you want to make this a weekly thing? And he said, yeah, okay. So we've just been running with it since and people seem to enjoy it. So that's the Luke story. Coffee and Curls says, will you ever run any specials or discounts? You get what you pay for, but some supplements, but supplements are supplements. Sometimes something is better than nothing, especially when money is tight. Um, I don't think supplements are supplements. That's the one thing I have to disagree with you on. It, it's, it's weird. Your, st <laughs> your statement kind of says two things. Your statement says you get what you pay for, but supplements are supplements. So those are two opposing views in one sentence you get what you pay for is true supplements are supplements is not true right every pre-workout is not equal every protein is not equal protein from whey concentrate can be as low as 30 percent protein and protein from whey isolate can be up to 95 percent protein so you can't say a supplement is a supplement one pre-workout may have nothing but caffeine in it 
to make you go crazy in the gym. And the other pre-workout may have six different ingredients that are made to volumize the muscle and give you a crazy pump and feel while you're training, add more endurance. I mean, these things are not equal and they're never equal. And I, my job as somebody who's stepping into a really saturated market is actually just to educate you guys and show you that, you know, these ingredients matter. This, this thing that we created is not equal to everything else. Uh, there are other brands that have similar ingredients, but their price point is the same as ours, if not more. I mean, look, there's a really, po- I won't name any names, but there's a really popular pre-workout right now that has ingredients similar to ours. I don't think as much or as good personally. I mean, I could be biased, but even to the objective eye, you would say it's similar. Okay. Our product is $47.99 US. Their product is $70 US. Okay. And the reason is companies expect to make X amount of margin, right? So if you're going to create a product that costs X amount of dollars, well, I got to make all this margin. So it's going to cost 70 bucks. We didn't do that. We said, look, we need to make money, obviously, but I don't think people are going to pay 70 bucks. I don't think people want to pay 70 bucks. I don't think it's fair to make people pay 70 bucks. But I also don't think it's fair for people to ask us to make a product that's worth 70 bucks cost 35 bucks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a happy medium there. So we priced our product, I, I feel, we priced our product very reasonably based on what's out there in the market. So are we going to have any specials? Maybe we have some athletes, they have codes. Uh, we're not, we're not a, we're not a discount brand. Okay. We're going to do some giveaways. We'll give away some hoodies, we'll give away some shirts. We'll give away some hats. We may do, we may run some specials on special occasions, but we are not uh, a discount brand like some of the, there's some major brands out there that just give away their product and they can because their product is costs less to make than our product. Okay. So uh, maybe in the future when we have some different products out there that we can do giveaways with, that's fine, but we've created some premium products and uh, I feel like we've priced them at a reasonable price point for what's in them. And um, discounts are not our main objective. Our main objective is finding people that really want performance and really want good products. And we just want them to try our product and say, you know what? I do feel a difference. I do taste a difference. I do like the way this feels and uh, I'm going to keep buying it. And one of the things we did talk about doing was like a loyalty program where once you buy X amount of products, you may get one free or get 50% off on one or something like that. Uh, that is something we might do, but as far as doing like discounts every weekend and stuff like that, that's not what our brand is about. Uh, Jesse Holt says, or Tholt says, how can nicotine affect bodybuilding? Is it marginally? Also, thank you for posting lots of good content during these dark, dark times. Um, I'll say this. I'm not an expert on nicotine, but I'll say this. Let's say nicotine is affecting your lungs or your capacity to uh, build up oxygen in your system, even 5%. All I'm going to say is this, and this all comes down to the individual. You're holding yourself back 5%. Now, is it more than 5%? Depends on how much you smoke. If you smoke one cigarette a day, just for the hell of it, it might be 5%. If you smoke half a pack a day, 
it might be more. It might be affecting your performance 15%. If you smoke a pack a day, it could be 25%. I, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how much nicotine is affecting you, but I do know it affects your lungs. I do know it affects you uh, from building up oxygen in your system. I do know that it's toxic and you're already adding, if you're, especially if you're using steroids and other gear, you're already adding toxins to your body. So you don't need to add more by smoking. And like I said, it all depends if you're smoking one cigarette with a beer or whatever, or if you're having like a full, a pack a day, it, it matters, right? It matters. So, um, I would say that the faster you want to get to your goal, the faster you eliminate anything that's slowing you down. Okay. So if I'm dying to get to X amount of muscle or dying to get this shredded or dying to get this look and it's not happening, I have to look at what I'm doing in my day that's holding me back from getting there. Okay. Maybe uh, for lunch, I'm having a Starbucks uh, latte and there's like 30 grams of sugar in it. Okay. That's slowing me down. Maybe I'm having half a pack of cigarettes a day. Okay. That's slowing me down. Maybe I'm missing a meal at night cause I'm fucking tired and I don't feel like to cook. Okay. That's slowing me down. All these little things start to add up until now you've slowed yourself down dramatically and you're like, why am I not reaching my goal? Why am I not reaching my goal? Well, it's because you're not uh, taking account of all the little things that you're doing in the day that are adding up that are holding you back. Building a lot of muscle, building like a, a, a fitness model type physique, even building a pro bodybuilding physique, it's, it takes time. But whenever you interject things that are going to halt your progress, it just takes more time. The, the better your program, the faster you'll reach your goal. So depending on how much you smoke, you're just slowing yourself down that much more. Uh, RCB Earl says, if you want to get to the top and you don't want to waste time, is it better to start sooner with gear or later? Um, on this channel, guys, I don't really answer gear questions. I'll take this one though. I'll just say this. Getting to the top is not about gear. Getting to the top is about learning your body and learning your program. And I know that sounds like a fluffy answer and it's not what you want to hear, but it's true. The first thing anybody should do is learn how to eat, learn how to train, get everything under your belt and, and learn what, what is going on and what it's all about. And then do all your research and then you decide when you're ready to make the jump onto any type of uh, PEDs or anything like that. That's your decision. But I don't think like it doesn't necessarily mean because you started really early that you're going to get to the top faster. That doesn't mean that. So that's a, uh, it's kind of false. It's a false way of thinking in my opinion. Uh, Jay hotness says is a real food supplement coming in the near future. Me being in the military, sometimes tough to get meals in on the go. Also what ingredients will be used in this product? I don't know what ingredients will be used in the product because I haven't even thought about it yet. <laughs> so I had, I did think about something like that. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of having something with like some uh, sweet potato powder or rice powder or something and kind of creating like a real food, uh, like Rich Piana's real food supplement. I like that supplement. I'd like to create something similar to that with my own twist on it. Uh, but we're, like I said, man, we haven't even shipped our first product yet. So we're still, we're still 
just baby steps, man. We're just trying to get people to try our stuff and, and go from there. We're going to, we're going to create things. We're going to create lots of things. We're going to build this brand out. It's going to be a full line, but all in due time. Uh, May fit seven eleven says, Hey brother, love you and respect you for the proud and proud of you for all the hard work. Thank you. Do you get a lot of backlash from other supplement companies about calling out and being open about their bullshit and lies? All the many ways they scam all of their consumers and explaining the proper way to tell if your supplement is good and how your supplements actually use real ingredients at their clinical doses. Um, no, I haven't got any shit from any companies because um, I haven't called out any companies. I'm not saying anything about anybody. My look, my philosophy is I'm going to tell you what's great about our company. I'm not all about negativity and drama and shitting on other companies. Other companies are doing great. We're just starting. We're nobody. We're just a brand new company. We're just, all I'm trying to tell people is look, this is what's good. This is what we found is good. This is what we found. The doses are where um, you can actually make claims about what your product does. And yeah, is there companies that, is there companies that don't have that? Yeah, of course. Is there companies that are lying? Yes. Is there companies that are saying this stuff is clinical when it's not? Yes. But my job is not to name names. My job is to educate you guys and you guys can go and look for yourselves. You see this slide right here? You see this, this supplement facts panel? Every company has one. And my job is to say, this is what our supplements have in them. Go see if the other supplement companies have the same thing. And you can match, match up for yourself. We, I, don't, I don't need to talk about any other company. I'm, I'm very confident in the product we've created. I'm very proud of what we've created. And uh, I don't need to talk badly about any other company. I just want to educate people on what the truth is. Eric187 says, what's the cutoff point for doing cardio so you don't start eating muscle? Uh, that's a really tough question because it really depends if you're doing it fasted, if you're not doing it fasted, if you've been eating all day, if you're intermittent fasting, if you're, it depends what state your body is in. I can't tell you like when you're going to eat muscle or not, but I will say this. Um, the studies have shown that the fat burning, the point of increased fat burning is at 20 minutes. So if you're only doing 15 minutes of cardio, you're not getting tapping into your fat stores as much as you should. And I'll tell you this anecdotally, which is, I feel like after 45 to 55 minutes, it's, if you have to do more than 55 minutes of cardio in a session, I believe you're going to start to tap into muscle stores more than you should. And I don't think it's necessary if your diet's good enough, you should be able to get away with a 45 minute session every day. Or if you do have to do more, you split it into two sessions where you do 45 in the morning or 45 at night or something like that. But, um, you know, I hear people doing like an hour and a half of cardio, I just don't think that's beneficial uh, muscle wise, but I can't tell you exactly at what minute mark that the body starts to burn muscle. It just for us, for bodybuilders over time, we found that, you know, 45 minutes is a good, good point where you've burned a significant amount of fat, but you're not tapping into muscle um, even up to an hour. But after that, it's, it's really too much. Morgan Smith, nine, nine, nine says, are full dead and rack dead sets important exercise in your routines? Depends. Depends what you're doing. If you are trying to just have a nice back and a build build muscle in your back, 
you don't necessarily need to do rack deads or deadlifts. Um, some people end up with a really thick core from doing deadlifts. I think that was the main culprit or one of the main culprits for me for when my core started to get thicker. Cause I didn't do deadlifts early on in my career. It wasn't until a little later. And I feel like I noticed when I started squatting more and deadlifting more, my core did get a little thicker. If you're trying to be a power lifter, then yeah, you have no choice. Rack deads, deadlifts, this is what you have to do. Strong man, all the same thing. But if you're just trying to have a nice, detailed, defined, thick back, you can still do it with barbell rows, T-bar rows, cable rows. There's still so many exercises you can do. You don't have to deadlift to have a really thick back. The original 1945 says, what elbow wraps do you suggest when using when, suggest using when lifting heavy? Uh, Gasp has a really good pair. I actually use their elbow sleeves from my knees and I use them from elbows. Like I'll usually wear a hoodie or something on a train chest. So they're, it's a little thicker and I can slide them over my elbows. Um, and then I also use them for my knees. So I like the way gasps feel. They have a little bit of give, but they're not too much give. Um, other companies just feel like they don't have any give at all. And I, I don't, I don't like that. I like a little bit of stretch. Uh, Jacob Meza 5806 says, how do you obtain a dry and grainy physique? A lot of hard dieting like that grainy look that you see me get, or, you know, John Meadows or, you know, Evan Senapani has gotten it. This many people have had that grainy look, but, um, that look comes from being extremely low body fat. So it's more diet than anything. You have to diet, cardio, diet, cardio into a place where, it's not even suffering anymore. It's like death. It's like for the average person, it's really not worth it. Like the place you have to, if you, unless you're genetically gifted for getting lean, if you're not genetically lifted, gifted for getting lean, the place where you have to go to get shredded is another place in your mind. It takes a lot of suffering. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of drive and determination. And I really think a lot of us wouldn't be able to get there if we didn't have a goal in front of us because a lot of us have a show to do and we want to win. And we have that goal that we really, you know, don't want to embarrass ourselves. We want to beat the other guy. We want to look our absolute best. So you have this thing that's driving you to suffer at this super high level that you would never suffer at if it wasn't for this, this competitive feel that was inside of you. So I don't think uh, the average person some people, but like I said, the average person don't, I don't think they have that in them to go to that place because getting grainy is like, is, is more than shredded. It's like, once you've lost all the body fat, you've gone even further now and you have like a sandpaper skin and, um, it just takes, uh, it's, I just don't see the average person doing it like for the beach. There has to be a level of fear and competitiveness and drive that is on another level to take your body there. How much do you think GH helps with recovery from injuries? Guys, I don't do the, I don't do the drug questions here, the PED questions on the hostile page. That's on my personal page. So I'm going to skip this one. Uh, Matt Marquion says, what's the craziest thing you've done during a prep example? King Kamali throwing cakes out his window. Um, I talked about this once in my podcast. Uh, there was one prep I remember. <laughs> it's actually a couple, a couple I remember, but one I, one I remember specifically. I think I was 23. You know, I was getting ready for the nationals. 
here in Canada and I got up, I could barely sleep. You know, those last few weeks, a lot of us, a lot of you who've competed before know that you, your sleep turns to shit. So I think I got up at like two in the morning or three in the morning. Like I went to bed at like one. I think I woke up every hour. I think I woke up at two or three in the morning and I got in my car. I went, first I went and looked in the fridge. I went looking in the fridge. I'm like, okay, there's nothing to eat in here. It's weird. It's like you're looking in the fridge. You know you're not going to eat anything because you're not going to cheat on your diet. But you're looking in the fridge for something that's like calorie-free, even though there's nothing that exists in your fridge that's calorie-free unless it's like a pop, like a Diet Coke or something. Um, then I'd go through the cupboards. Same thing, looking for some calorie-free shit that doesn't exist. And so I got my car. And I'm like, <laughs> I just went driving around. Like, maybe I should drive this off. I was so awake. I don't know why. But I'm like, I'm just going to drive around until this passes and I get tired and go back to sleep. I ended up pulled up in front of a pizza pizza uh, store window <laughs> with my, my car facing the window, obviously. And it was like, I remember the parking lot was on a slant. So my high beams or my headlights were facing right to the menu. You know how I have the menu, like the menu above the cash register? And I just sat there looking at the menu, like, okay, I can get pizza, I can get calzone, I can get wings. And I just sat there for like, honestly, it must've been 20 minutes. And I snapped out of it. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? And I put my car back in drive and I left and I went home and I think I slept for a couple more hours and I got up and it was time for cardio. But it's weird. It's really weird what your mind does to you when you can't have something. Because I know I wasn't starving. Like people go days without eating and then they survive, right? So I know I wasn't like in peril, like I had to eat or I was going to die, but I was just in this state where I couldn't have it and I was hungry. And because I couldn't have it and I was hungry, it made it 10 times worse. Like for those of you who've never done a competition before, I know it sounds weird. Like you just, well, just don't eat. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And you would never think so until you're hungry or until someone says you can't. It's like this quarantine thing, right? There's probably so many days where you're like, man, I wish I could just stay inside and put the blanket, pull the blankets over me and put Netflix on and watch a movie and eat some snacks. And then someone says you can't go outside. And now you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be in here. I don't want to be at home. I want to go outside. Diet's the same thing. It's like I'm not usually going to sit around here and eat a pizza and snacks all day long every day. But as soon as someone says, I can't, then I'm like, all I want is that pizza and snacks. So, you know, weird, weird things happen when you're hungry, I guess. Um, Donner31 says, you mentioned you have Osgood Schlatter. Have you found anything that helps? I had it bad when I was younger and the pain went away, but it still seems to act up later. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Osgood Schlatter is when the quad grows too fast and actually pulls on the patella tendon underneath the knee upwards and it actually leaves like a calcium deposit uh, at the top of the shin bone and it's very very painful and no I have not found a solution for it except for ice and stretching because you got to think if it's if the quad is pulling on the tendons it's because the quad is growing too fast or it's too tight so I feel like stretching the muscle will alleviate the pressure on the tendon and it will stop pulling. So lots of stretching, stretching has helped. And then lots of uh, icing on the actual Osgood Schlatter because that reduces the inflammation. So try those two things out. 
Uh, Brother Hazikia says, how long on, how, how low on calories a day do you personally end up just before a show? I think the lowest I ended up at was, um, I want to say like 2,100 calories at 260 pounds, which I know guys have done like 1,500 calories. So I guess it's not the end of the world, but I felt like I was dying. So uh, D Harnett 66 says, will you decide to add some staples such as creatine on cycle support and similar to hostile subs lineup, even though it's abundant everywhere, it makes it convenient sometimes to add a few th- extra things to order when shopping. Um, yeah, I mean, we've considered it. I don't, it's not the first item on my list. It's like the first thing on my mind is not to create a creatine product. Um, we have a little bit of creatine in hostility. I feel like that's really good. I feel like if people want more, you're right. We could do like some raw ingredients and it's not, it's not out of the question, but there are some other things I want to do first. So uh, kind of everything in time. How do you go about getting gyno surgery and how much did it cost you? Uh, you have to go see a cosmetic surgeon and depending on how bad it is will depend on what it's going to cost you. Cause if they have to put you under, then they have to pay for the anesthesiologist and all that. It's going to cost you a lot more. And if it's not bad and it's like an outpatient surgery, then it will cost you a lot less. So it depends on what your surgeon tells you. JS aesthetics says, will you ever decide to sponsor athletes once the brand is up and running? Yes, we will. We're looking around. I always got my eyes open. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, what do you look for in an athlete? I'll tell you the very first thing I look for. I want somebody who's loyal to our brand. So it's not just about physique. Like some, you know, some people ask me about sponsorship and I go on their page and look and they're already, they've been sponsored by three or four brands already. If I look through their Instagram, it's like, they've already had three or four sponsors. And I'm like, this isn't, to me, this doesn't look for look like somebody who wants to be part of a brand. It looks for somebody who's just looks like somebody who just wants free product, and that's not really what I want. What I want is people who want to grow as people. They want to grow their physiques. They want to grow their personalities. They want to grow their brand. They interact with their fans. They are constantly doing new things like YouTube videos or uh, Instagram lives or Instagram stories or something. They're constantly active and they're constantly interactive. Um, but loyalty goes a long way. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard to describe exactly what it is. It's a culmination of many different factors. Uh, but I think the brand loyalty one really is an automatic turnoff for me. If somebody has already signed with like three or four different supplement companies, it just doesn't tell me that they're really interested in any one of them. They just want free stuff. So that's kind of the one thing that's an automatic killer for me. Donald five, two, one says during this lockdown period, I've been craving sweets, cookies, brownies, ice cream. So far I have not succumbed to any of my cravings, but how often do you have sweets throughout the week? If any at all, once a week, Every Saturday night, I take the night off from eight o'clock on. And honestly, I usually can't eat that much because my stomach has shrunk from dining hard all week. But I usually get in like one really good meal. (sighs) Excuse me, guys. I usually get in one really good meal and I usually get in um, a really good dessert with it. And the meal might be pretty big. You know, I think like last week I had a pizza and, and McDonald's and then I had some ice cream. So, but 
I don't feel bad about it at all because I get the whole week to bust my ass. So I feel like I've rewarded myself with that one night a week where, you know, me and my wife are watching the fights or I'm out with some friends for dinner when we could go out um, or something like that. So it's, it's, um, it's okay once a week, even twice a week, depending on how lean you are. Shane Anderson, 25 says, could someone follow your recent full day of eating diet as a bulking meal plan? If 3,600 calories would create a surplus. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't see why not. Uh, it, it, diet's a diet. It would work for anybody. Uh, junior, junior Ala, Alcala 96 says biggest struggle you've had to overcome either within your bodybuilding career or with your supplement company. Um, so far there's been no real struggles with the supplement company, just small things, you know, small hiccups like this pandemic thing has sucked. It's, uh, it, it hasn't slowed down any production yet, but you know, I, I have my fingers crossed, but for the most part, everything's gone pretty smooth with the supplement company. As far as my career goes, name the struggles, name them. I mean, from, from not getting placings I thought I deserved to tearing muscles, you know, two, three weeks out from a show to coaches not showing up at the Olympia to take care of me when they were supposed to. Uh, I've kind of been through all of it and there's nothing. The only thing I can tell people is you just got to keep working. I know it's really cliche, but I'll tell you, man, like, okay, 2014, 2014, I'm doing the Dallas Europa and I threw up a couple times the day before the show and a couple times the morning of the show because I had food poisoning because I packed my meals wrong and I don't know, they must've gone bad, but I didn't know. So I ate them anyway. I was shredded. I think I puked up everything out of my stomach. So not to be gross, sorry, but my stomach was like half the size and I, I was obviously dehydrated from throwing up. So my, I had no, I didn't need a diuretic or anything. There was no water on me. I thought I had that show on. I even had the promoter, the promoter of the show even said I had that show on branch Warren ended up winning. When I look back at the photos, I'm like branch really out muscled me. And I was a little bit stringy from throwing up, but the struggle for that show, man, I remember laying down before prejudging in the back and I felt so horrible. Like if any of you ever had food poisoning, you know what it feels like. You just, your stomach's tied nuts. And I remember laying there and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go on, man. I go, I don't. And it was, if you've ever been in extreme dehydration, it was like my hands were shaking. Like I felt so weak. Like I couldn't even stand up. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think I'm going to go out, man. I'm like, I, this is it. I just, I'm just, I'm just going to lay back here and I don't think I can do it. And, uh, one of my sponsors was with me. He's like, are you serious, man? You're not going to go on. I'm like, I'm like, I can't even stand up. So he walks away. He wasn't disappointed or nothing. He just like, he saw how horrible I looked. And my wife came and sat down next to me and she's like, you're not going to go on. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I, I just, I feel horrible. And she looks at me, she goes, you know, if you don't go on, everyone's going to make fun of you. Right. She goes, everyone out there is going to think you're a bitch. And I was like, what? I'm like, I'm throwing up. I feel horrible. She's like, they don't know that. And they don't care. You got to get up and get out there. 
No one gives a shit if you're sick. They can't feel what you're feeling. I was like, whoa. It kind of hit me like real hard. And uh, I stood up and I went <laughs> and I went out. It's funny. Once I got out on stage, it was like the adrenaline took over because people were cheering because I was so shredded. Like I had never, I think that's the leanest I've ever been in my life. So once I heard the crowd start cheering, I kind of snapped out of it and woke up and I got through my posing round and came off the other side and then laid back down. But it's little things like that, that you remember in your career where you have a choice. You have a choice. You're like, am I going to bitch this one out or am I going to suffer through it? Or am I going to take the loss and suffer through it? Or am I going to overcome the injury and suffer through it? And sometimes it's a smart idea to push yourself through like that day. Cause I ended up in second place. Some people had me in first, some people in the audience had me first. Some of the promoters had me first. Um, but other times it wasn't like there's like when I tore my quad before the Arnold's in 2017, I looked horrible at that show. My legs were half the size they normally were cause I couldn't train them. So they flattened out before the show and my stomach looked bigger and everything just wasn't, you know, it was a horrible, horrible outing. I still took sixth, but I don't think it was the deepest Arnold lineup. And I was very unhappy with how I looked. So sometimes you have to know when to step back from the adversity. And sometimes you have to know when to push right through it. But it's, um, I can't name one biggest struggle. I've had a whole bunch of small ones. And some people would say that was big. Some people would say it's not. Some people would say tearing a muscle is huge, and some people would say it's not. In my opinion, all of the struggles are struggles. They're just, you know, some are, I guess some are a little bigger than others, but when you think back and you're trying to categorize and, 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 and file away which ones are good or bad, you just realize that because they're all sticking out, they must have all sucked. And... um I'm proud of what I've done because there's a lot of been, there's been a lot of times when I should have been better, should have placed better or should have uh, quit. And I didn't. So um, I don't know. I, I don't have a biggest adversity. I have just a lot of adversity and you just, and when I say you have to keep working, it's not meant to be a fluffy answer. The only thing that gets you through like a tricep tear, I was back in the gym a week later Mind you, I wasn't working it. I was training one arm at one arm at a time. I was doing like one arm chest press and stuff. But like, it's the only thing that keeps me sane when things are down. And that's why I tell people, whatever you're going through, whether it's, you know, you you broke up with your girlfriend, you had a parent die. Like my dad died. My dad died when I was in, I was like 11 weeks out from my very first bodybuilding show, my very first pro show. I kept going. And it's not because I didn't care or don't love him. I'm like, I think he would want me to keep going. After the show, I was busted. Like after the show ended, I kind of felt all those feelings uh, that my father had passed and everything. And I didn't regret doing the show, but it just, I think I had, I had buried those feelings for that three months while I got ready for the contest. Um, but there's just always something, right? So whether it's like you, your girlfriend dumped you, you're, you had a family member die or a friend die, or you, you lost a show or you tore a muscle or whatever it is. You just got to get back to the gym and keep working through your pain and then you'll start to feel better. Uh, Nelford 76 says, do the artificial sugar in supplements cause digestive issues? Uh, I don't know. I mean, 
I think overuse of uh, sweeteners causes digestive issues. I don't think a little bit uh, of sweetener will cause digestive issues. That's my, my thought process on it. You know what I mean? If you're going overboard, like me, I've gone overboard, right? Like I put Splenda in my cream of rice. I put Splenda in my coffee. I put, you know, Splenda in my oatmeal. And then I have, uh, there's sweeteners in my pre-workout. There's sweeteners in my protein powder. There's sweeteners in my, so yeah, then it gets to be too much. Right. But if you just, if you're taking a pre-workout that has some sweeteners in it, you're fine. You know, protein powder that has some sweeteners in it, you're fine. But I think it's the culmination of how much are you having is, is really the problem. Power Strength 100 says, since you like to cook, how about doing some cooking shows where you use supplements as ingredients to boost protein, carb intake, and improve meal taste? I honestly don't do that. I've never cooked anything with protein. I used to cook protein by itself until I learned that I was completely denaturing it and, and ruining it. Um, but I, uh, I don't really make like, you know, the at at home oatmeal brownies or oatmeal bars or whatever, like stuff like that. Like I don't, or some people do like protein pancakes. Every time I do them, I, I fuck them up. They don't taste good. <laughs> so, uh, I don't really do, uh, I don't really do the supplement baking thing. Savage AK says, what can I do for cardio with the gym closed as I don't have any cardio equipment at home? Walk, walk outside, put your shoes on, go outside and go for a walk. That's it. Or if you really, really want to get hardcore, put your running shoes on, go to the nearest high school. I'm sure they have a, a track and run around the track, do some sprints, do some long distance running, do some, or run the bleachers. You can go up and down the stairs. You can go up and down the stairs at your house. You can go, there's cardio is the easiest thing to do. All you do, all you got to do is get your heart rate up. Listen, people ask me like, what's the best cardio equipment? There is no, it doesn't matter. If you're trying to burn fat, it doesn't matter. It just get your heart rate up, get your heart rate up to 120, 140, get in there and get to work. So you can do that by walking outside, running outside, walking and running up the stairs, down the stairs, you know, that's all cardio. So that's a very, very simple fix. Big Westy 82 says, if you could look back, what's the biggest mistake you made in your career? Um, the biggest mistake I made in my career was probably not following through on some promises. So early on in my career, when I was like, people were like, oh man, this kid's going to be really good. And people started to call me off the hook and uh, people would be like, you know, we want you to come guest pose or we want you to come be, do a, a gym appearance. Or I never went, I never went. And it wasn't because I'm a dick or I'm cocky or I thought it was better than them or anything like that. It's because I had anxiety, a really bad anxiety. I don't like being around people I don't know. I didn't like going to the airport. I didn't like flying, not because of fear of flying, but just because of the anxiety of being around. My anxiety really like took hold of my life in a strong way early on in my life, like in my, my 20s, uh, even into my early 30s. And it took a lot of reading and working with uh, Alvin Brown, who was my sports coach at the time to kind of like get myself and took just growing up as a person to kind of understand that, you know, it wasn't what it was and it was all kind of created in my head. But, um, my anxiety kept me from doing a lot of the meeting and greeting that would have built a better career. I think because a lot of, a lot of bodybuilding is who, you know, how you know them, how good is your relationship with them? And not necessarily on stage, but, you know, 
one appearance leads to another appearance, leads to another appearance, leads to another appearance. And the next thing you know, you're guest posing all year long and you've made $50,000. Um, so when you start canceling guest appearances or canceling gym appearances, they just don't call anymore. You know, this gym owner will call that gym owner and that gym owner will say, well, he doesn't, he didn't want to show up. So don't bother calling him. He's probably not going to show up. And you've just lost two gym owners. And the third, third gym owner will call the other guy and they'll both say, oh, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Don't call him. And it's a, it's a chain event, right? And the same thing happens with guest posing. So early on in my career, I probably would have fought through my anxiety more and done a lot more of the meeting, greeting, guest posing, appearance stuff that I, I could have benefited from uh, more so than really being an introvert and excluding myself from a lot of those things. It's really my only regret of my entire career. Hugh 616, hardest body part for you to develop. Um, honestly, now it's arms, obviously always calves, and it's always been legs too. It's like weird. It's like my legs develop, but I have to train them really hard for them to stay. As soon as I let my foot off the gas, my legs shrink. So um, that's one of the things, like my, my chest and back are always there. My shoulders pretty much are always there. My legs though. I feel like if they're not trained properly, they start to shrink. And that's a, a big fear of mine. Gun show says, do you think your new hostile subs will ever be available to purchase in the future through another company like vitamin shop or bodybuilding.com? Uh, maybe, maybe we've discussed things with people, um, but we are available going to be available through bullfrog nutrition. So we worked out a deal with um, the people at bullfrog. They're very, very, uh, heavily bodybuilding influenced and they, they love bodybuilding and they love good products and they really, they reached out to us and they love what we've done. And I like their, their store. I like what they represent. And I, I really like that they care about the products that they bring in and don't just bring in anything. So we worked out a deal with them and that's our first store that we're going to be working with. They're um, in the Midwest but they also have an online presence, but um, their stores are in Columbus and Toledo, I believe, Ohio. And um, they also have an online store. So uh, I'm excited to partner with them and see how that goes. And, you know, we'll build more partnerships as we go. BJ Knives says, best and worst whey protein bread in your opinion. I don't really eat protein, protein bread. Uh, I do Ezekiel bread. I eat the Ezekiel bread because it's a complete protein, but I don't really do like the P28 or like, I just, I just don't eat that stuff. Nanu, Nanny Razilbugu says, how to maintain or even build some muscle during Ramadan. Uh, I hate to say this, man, but I don't really fast. So I don't know. I don't participate in Ramadan. I'm not really a religious person. Um, so I don't know. Maintaining muscle is going to be tough when you're fasting for 10 hours a day uh, during the day or more and uh, building muscle is going to be even harder. So I, I'm not, I'm really not sure. Uh, Balb 85 says, is there any specific ingredient fat burners that would cause anxiety when taken for long periods of time? Any stimulant will increase your anxiety. And I know this from my own personal history. Um, caffeine is known to increase anxiety. Ephedrine is known to in increase anxiety. Any stimulant that's going to boost heart rate um, is known to increase anxiety. So you have to be careful with the fat burners you use. 
Godden three says, what previous meal do you think is fueling your workout breakfast in meal two, if later in the day or one, at least one hour before your workout? Uh, they all are, they all are, especially the ones the day before. If I want to have a great, great leg workout, I usually eat a lot of food the day before. Not shitty food, not cheap meals. I don't want to throw my water off. I don't want to have like an electrolyte imbalance because I ate all this salty food and shit. But I'll have like, I'll boost my carbs the day before and eat. Maybe I'll have a couple steaks uh, the day before leg day in the off season if I really want to like have a crazy leg day. The meals you eat before, my pre-workout meal is the smallest meal, smallest meal of the day. Always, smallest meal of the day. I don't like to train with a, like I'd like to train, I'd only train fasted, but I don't like to train bloated. So it's just a small meal. Make sure I get a good influx of protein and carbs and I get to the gym and train, but it's a small meal. Uh, breakfast is usually a good sized meal. And, um, but I really feel like your performance today is dictated by the food you ate yesterday. Okay, guys, I'm going to take a couple more and then I'll rack it, wrap it up. Uh, Iron Republic shop. How did you decide what sources to buy bulk ingredients from? Are they somehow ranked in terms of quality? Um, our manufacturer uh, kind of pointed us in the right direction for ingredients and what was the most pure and what was not the most pure. They are probably one of the biggest manufacturers in the industry and they deal with two of the biggest companies in the industry. So we trust their word and that was kind of where we decided um, we decided on what the purity and the quality of the ingredients were is kind of by their word and their experiences and their rating systems by who they deal with. Uh, let's take one more good one. Radio protector says having to depend a lot on eggs and milk products for my protein intake is the daily cholesterol intake from eight whole eggs harmful in any way. Training hasn't changed because I've been doing home workouts for over a year. Um, I don't think, you know, now they're finding that cholesterol is not horrible for you. Um, you actually need cholesterol. The cholesterol in eggs is actually cholesterol that you do need. So I don't think um, eating whole eggs is bad for you. I think it's good for you. I think there's a lot of vitamins and minerals and uh, micronutrients in eggs that you really need. Um, and I think people that eat egg whites all day long are are really doing themselves a disservice. Not that eating egg whites is bad, but if you don't eat any whole eggs at all, I think you're kind of doing your body a disservice by missing out a lot on a lot of the micronutrients and, and good fats that are in whole eggs. So um, I personally don't see an issue with it. I think it's a good thing. And I think um, if you want to have a full and complete bodybuilding diet, I think eggs are a part of that diet and uh, it's a good idea to leave them in. So. And saying that, guys, that is our Q&A for today. I am going to wrap it up now. That was about, I think we did about an hour's worth. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys got some good information. Keep training hard. I know it's a quarantine thing sucks, but like I say, one thing I've noticed in this quarantine time is this. Training with no ego has been immensely better than training at the gym. And the reason I say that is, you know, everybody says, leave your ego at the door when you go to the gym, right? But saying it and doing it is almost, is two totally different things. It's almost impossible to leave your ego at the door. Even in the smallest ways that you'd barely notice, right? Making sure you're wearing the right clothes, 
looking at around at other people and what they're wearing. And then let's say you're training a certain way, but you see somebody do something and you're like, well, I can lift that much too. So now you're adding more weight than you normally would. It just, there's all these factors kind of rolling around in your head when you're working out at a gym. And, you know, I've been training by myself at a friend's studio, just me and him. And I don't look good. I haven't shaved my head in a week. I mean, you can see some of the grays peeking through here. Um, I don't care what I'm lifting. Sometimes we're squatting two plates for like 30 reps. My workouts have been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing having no interruptions, no ego driven stuff, nobody to bother me, nobody to look at doing stupid exercises, nobody to come interrupt my workout. Uh, it's just, it's been really, it's really taken me all the way back to my roots as in like, this is what it means to train hard. There is nobody here to impress you or to impress. There is nobody here to show off to. There's nobody here that you can look at to try and emulate. You're really just there by yourself doing the best you can with the weights you have. And honestly, uh, I feel like it's been kind of refreshing. So I hope you guys are training your asses off and doing the best you can in this time. And please stay safe. Uh, I hope to see you all back at the gym when it's time to get back. And uh, thanks for watching, guys. Until next time, train hard, sacrifice without regret.